Thank you so much. I have Vivek Ramaswamy here with me. Thank you so much for, for being here. It's good to see you, um, Dana. Were you expecting the incoming that you got tonight? You know, it was an honor. I took it as a badge of honor as the 38-year-old outsider in this race who's never been in a political debate to be at center stage and see a lot of establishment politicians that threatened by my rise. I am thrilled that it actually gave me an opportunity to introduce myself to the people of this country. We're just getting warmed up, and, and I'm really thrilled with how it went. I want to play for our viewers a moment that you had with Nikki Haley okay. about foreign policy. Got it. You are choosing a murder over, over a pro-American country. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. DeSant, you know, Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the, the fact of, of the matter, and Raytheon, and you know, Boeing you came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie want, all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? This, you want to okay, let me address that. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Go and give you I'm going to address each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. So you the reality make America is, less safe. you have no me, foreign policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience. You don't have foreign policy experience, and it shows. Well, the reality is, the people who have foreign policy experience, it shows what a disaster it's been from the Iraq War on down to other pointless wars, no win wars, that these administrations from foreign policy establishments in both parties having led us into. I think the results speak for themselves. They've been disastrous. And so I do think that I am the only person bringing clear strategic vision to our foreign policy rather than just going through the talking points memorized in 1990. So that might be there have been mistakes made in both uh, both administrations mm -hmm. on the on the world stage. But let's just say you're in the Oval Office yes. and uh, you are, as the president of the United States, part of NATO. Yes. And you see what's happening in Ukraine and, and Russia, just for example. And Russia moves on to a NATO ally. We will always honor our treaty commitments, but under my watch, Russia will not move on a NATO ally because How can we will you be so sure. Because I will do a deal that ends the Ukraine war on terms that are backstopped by U.S. interests. The deal I would do would be to freeze the current lines of control and make a commitment that NATO will not admit Ukraine to NATO, but we get more in return by requiring Putin to exit his military alliance with Xi Jinping. China is the top threat we face. That's what we actually need to remember. And everybody in that foreign policy establishment, you saw it from Mike Pence today, too. I had to remind him the USSR does not right. exist anymore. But you would be president of the United States, yes. not president of Ukraine. And of course. President Zelensky. But Ukraine is a client state of the United States because we're paying the well, pay bills of their government president, employees. President Zelensky wouldn't necessarily agree to what you would say about the lines and the boundaries of So I have two things country. to say on that. I think when the U.S. stops funding Ukraine, that settles exactly where that goes. But I also think this would be a better deal for Ukraine because it comes out with its sovereignty intact. The spring offensive that became the summer offensive, that became the offensive that never was, this is not on track to end well for Ukraine either. And so I think this is good for Ukraine. It will be a, a certain concessions to Putin, but we win in return. You, and that's what I'm focused on, America are, winning. You are the uh, only candidate who says, and you've said for some time, that you would pardon Donald Trump. Yes. The argument that Mike Pence, I believe it was Mike Pence made, was why are you saying that before he's even convicted and before he even shows remorse? Well, the reality is we are in the middle of a presidential election, and we have seen indictments. I read each of those indictments cover to cover before issuing my statement on each of them. 
And the reality is, and, and you know this, in law enforcement, in every case of a prosecutor, the most damning version of the facts and the law are in the indictment. So if there's something far different that's, that's not, not in the indictments, true. that's nearly always true, and anyone in law, the legal practice would tell you it's a fair assumption to make. So, And I said at the time, assuming that these are the worst statement of the facts from the standpoint of the prosecution, yes, I would pardon Donald Trump on each of those facts, because I think it's a politicized persecution. And this is also part of what I mentioned to Christie on stage, is there's a difference between making a bad judgment and committing a crime. And I think if we start conflating the two, that's a dangerous slippery slope in this country. I'll remind you, and this is coming from me now, polling at second in many of the national polls, it would be a lot easier for me if Donald Trump were not in this race. But that is not how I want to win. I want to win by convincing the people of this country that we can actually reunite our nation and lead us forward. And it will make my job as the next president that much more difficult if Donald Trump is behind bars or under indictment, especially under novel legal theories used for the first time. Vivek Ramaswamy, thank you so much.